Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Hey, New Orleans, what's up? What's up across the Gulf South? And what's up to you listening wherever you are tonight at WWL.com and the radio.com app? Three hours here on the last lap. Glad you could join us. Happy Friday evening and hope your weekend has started well. If it has, if it has not yet, well, it'll get there soon. Got a lot to talk about on the show. Saints out in Los Angeles. They had a joint practice with the former San Diego, now Los Angeles Chargers. Went pretty well today for the Saints. We'll hear from Deuce McAllister a little bit of Zach Streif later with special teams coach Darren Rizzi. And then we'll go, I don't know if you call them enemies, but we'll, we'll do it. Behind enemy lines or frenemy lines. Is that what the Chargers are right now, frenemies? Eric Williams, who covers the Chargers and was out at practice, covers them for ESPN's NFL Nation. He'll join us later in this hour. A little later in the show, of course, it's Friday, two-minute drill trivia. I am going to have to recapture my crown. I lost it two weeks ago to Nate Lejeune. He was in studio, and I still think uh, Logan rigged this game. But that's okay, Logan. It's fine. I had won too much. I get it. We needed uh, new blood on the throne. It's kind of like a little Game of Thrones. Lannister did rule too long. Needed somebody to take over. So I get it. So Nate Lejeune and I rematch in the 10 o'clock hour on Two Minute Drill Trivia. Plus, we have Joel Erickson. If you recognize that name you should he covered the saints for nola.com and the times picayune actually it was a, a pardon me actually covered it for the advocate for many many years uh, left last year to go back home up to the upper midwest now he's covering the indianapolis colts and that gives us a perfect opportunity to talk to joel as part of our inside nfl training camp series and we will do that in our number two plus it's our last lap guest interview of the week we're going to be doing this every friday and this week, there was not a better segment that we had, I don't think, than the one we had with Carter Bryant. Talked, well, about everything like we usually do. We will have Carter on in hour number two. Glad he could join us today. Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll. Simple one about Drew Brees. In focus with Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers, two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, practicing together this week in Los Angeles. Where do you rank Drew Brees among NFL quarterbacks? Right now, and I'm not talking about all time. I'm not talking about his accumulated historical stats. I want to know as you know, objective observers as you can be, where would you put Drew in the hierarchy right now of NFL quarterbacks? Number one, top five, top ten. And, well, if you're going lower than that, you're probably just trolling. But I did put an option for that. I'm just going to troll, so below that. You can cash your vote at www.com and the radio.com app. It was interesting in this joint practice today that the receivers for both teams got a lot of work because the pads came off in the second half of practice, so you saw a lot of seven-on-sevens, little individual drills also, and that gave the Saints wide receivers a chance to really excel. And I have been somebody that has always thought this receiving core that the Saints brought to camp this year was going to be better than most people gave them credit for. With Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn healthy, Traquan Smith in year number two. I saw that top three, and I thought, this is something you can build on. I didn't even think Emmanuel Butler would show the stuff he is in training camp. 
bringing back Keith Kerthwood. Austin Carr still on this team. And then I saw guys like little Jordan Humphrey. A lot of upside. Big physical receiver in camp. Uh, in Texas coming into camp. Of course, a guy like Simi Cobb, second-year receiver who had shown some stuff last year. Cyril Grayson, the All-American track star from LSU. I saw a lot of different options, a lot of variable traits that these guys brought to that receiver core. And, and look, I was high on it and, and still am high on it. I don't think it's going to be the best group in the NFL, but it's going to be far, far from the worst. I could see this unit being certainly in the top half of the league, maybe top 10. They're showing that so far in camp. They have. They've been standing out certainly every day when the Saints have practiced with themselves in the last couple of days in Los Angeles. They have been standing out also. That includes today Deuce McAllister, all-time Saints leading rusher, color analyst on the Saints radio network. He saw the same thing today from the receivers. And that's what we've seen for most of this camp from the Saints receivers. I mean, if you don't get down the roster, the size that these guys are bringing, the Deuce McAllister was talking right there. I mean, it's it's pretty apparent they're going to have advantage on almost anybody they play in a defensive secondary. Mike Thomas is 6'3". Traquan Smith, 6'2". Kirkwood, 6'3". LJ Humphrey, 6'4". Simi Cobbs is 6'3", if he makes this roster. Uh, you know, Ted Ginn Jr. is the little guy of this group. He stands at six foot. Speaking of little Jordan Humphrey, gamer, sure. Hasn't shown much in practice, but if he does stuff like he did in the game consistently this preseason, he's probably going to make this roster. Here's Deuce on what he saw from Humphrey today. Yeah, it doesn't – and that's what we've seen from Humphrey. And maybe it's just his lack of top-end speed. When you're in these one-on-ones, you're in these seven-on-seven, sometimes that will catch your eye more than a guy that maybe is a little more technical in his routes. Not saying that Humphrey is some exceptional route runner right now. But some guys just do look better and perform better where they're, when they're in game situation, when they're in full pads. So watch for that on Sunday. Really interested to see this battle between Humphrey and uh, Butler if he's out there, Cyril Grayson, all these receivers outside of those top three that we know are locks on this roster in Traquan Smith, Ted Ginn, and Michael Thomas. Here's a text at 87870 from the 985. Drew Brees, number 26. Oh, come on, trolling. No, then he texts back in. I mean nine. Well, just like his number. I don't know, nine, that sounds like a shot at Drew Brees, but maybe, you know, maybe that's your projection of what he's going to be this year. I don't know if that is a shot. I mean, I could find a scenario where the Saints are very good. The Saints are a Super Bowl caliber team, Super Bowl winning caliber team, and Drew plays like not the best quarterback, but a top 10 quarterback. I don't know. I don't think that's maybe that far off base. 504-260-1870. That's our phone number. Again, 504-260-1870. Our text line is 87870. Love to hear from you. Today's Saints training camp interviews and prime cuts are brought to you by The Sound Banking, your first American bank, a banking tradition since 1910. And today's player of the day, we're going to go back-to-back days. Don't usually do this. Trey Hendrickson, player of the day again. Who's going places? Trey Hendrickson. Brought to you by Toyota dealers. Let's go places. Why Trey Hendrickson? When we come back, I'll let you know why, as he was a standout today again at training camp. Also, we are going to be opening up the mailbag for you. Again, a traditional Friday segment with us at Seth Dunlap on Twitter, or you can email me, Seth at WWL. I will answer any and every question that comes in. Relevant, poignant, silly, nonsensical. I promise to get to every single question. I tweeted out the mailbag earlier at Seth Dunlap or again. You can 
email me, Seth at WWL. We'll do that a little bit later in this show. Text from the 504 says Drew Brees in the top five. There you go. Again, 504-260-1870. That's the phone number, and we're back. Logan's behind the glass tonight. I'm Seth Dunlap, and this is The Last Lap on WWL. Some notes from Saints practice today. Guys who are missing, Alex Anzalone, Josh Hill, Alizé Mack, Genio Grissom, Saquon Hampton, Marcus Sherrills, and Ethan Greenidge. Guys who were not at training camp practice today in Los Angeles for the Saints. Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, they were back. They were a full go. And also some other things that we learned at camp. Afterwards, Sean Payton was telling us that the starters are going to see more time in this game on Sunday, which we always kind of knew. Game two, game three in the preseason under Sean Payton, that's when he's given the starters more time. Don't know how much we'll see a guy like Drew Brees or a guy like Cam Jordan, but Sean Payton said, quote, we're going to play our ones a little bit longer into this game like we typically do. You're wanting to see some of the mistakes cleaned up from a week ago. End quote there from Sean Payton. You can find the practice recap online at WWL.com with Steve Geller's thoughts. Some other Saints coverage there. Amos Morale has Deuce McAllister chatting about Marshawn Lattimore and how he impressed at practice today. Lattimore wasn't the only defensive player for the Saints who impressed. Last segment, we told you Trey Hendrickson, he was our Toyota Dealers Player of the Day again. Back-to-back days, he's been our Player of the Day because he's been that good at practice and in-game situations, the one-game situation that we saw last Friday. Standing out more than anybody else, maybe other than Cam Jordan on that defensive line. It's been really cool to see him develop into this player's third year into the league. Here is Deuce McAllister on what he saw from Hendrickson today. Yeah, it's it's nice. And I will say again, yesterday Marcus Davenport had a sack. Didn't have that today, but I think it's going to be a big preseason game for Marcus Davenport on Sunday. 19 snaps last week. No pressures, no sacks. I don't think the sack numbers are important as the pressure numbers in the film that we see on him. Let's watch what we see, and look, we'll tell you about it after the game and on into next week on the show. Where do you rank Drew Brees among NFL quarterbacks right now? That's our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll at WWL.com. A couple of texts coming in on that. Text from the 504 says top five. Another text from the 504. In my uninformed, non-professional mind, uh, well, you don't have to be a professional to be informed. I think you're pretty informed. If you're listening to this show, you're very informed. I wouldn't put Drew Brees any higher than number seven all time. That's a different conversation. We've had a lot here. I have Drew in my, not even in my top five, in my top three. We had a um, Hall of Fame sports writer, I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head, from Dallas, who did not even have Drew in his top ten. Seven's probably about par where most people would have Drew. Seven, six, right in that range, I think. Wins another Super Bowl. Maybe wins an MVP. He's going to ricochet up way into that top five. Here's a text from the 504. Please hear me out. Okay, I'm going to do it. I don't think Drew is going to be top 10 this year, and it won't have to do with Drew's performance. I believe that this year will be a banner year for our defense and special teams. Every yard they give up is one less Drew has to earn. Defense slash offense rankings is a zero-sum game. What you say? Well, I disagree with the last statement. I actually was completely with you through the first part of your text. That last statement isn't true. Offense and defense is not a zero-sum game. You have teams that are in the top five offensive and defensively statistically in the NFL all the time 
last year during the Super Bowl, I went down the list and told you that, what was this is off the top of my head, but I believe this is right. And I wrote about this, so I'll have to pull up that article that I really went into depth on this around Super Bowl time, that in the last 15 years in the NFL, the Super Bowl champion, I think all but one or two of those years, had a top 12 offense and defense, and more than half of the Super Bowl winners had a top five offense and defense. The Patriots last year, 12th in defense, and they had a top five offense. So they were there. Philadelphia the year before, top five offense and defense. Seattle, when they won that Super Bowl, had the best offense and best defense in the NFL. The Broncos were one of the exceptions that Peyton Manning year because their offense lagged, even though they had the best defense in the NFL. Very interesting to, to kind of see that correlation. So it's not a zero-sum game. It isn't. But I do agree with the rest of your text there. You can have a great offense. You can have a great defense. They don't necessarily affect each other. Although, to your point, they do play and can play complementary football. And you can build your team that way. If you have an offense that's running the football a lot, taking the air out of the clock, giving your defense more of a rest, lots of times that defense a little fresher right when they get on the field and they perform a little better and that shows up in the – statistical side of how you look at these defenses you want to get ready for our saints uh, preseason game on sunday we'll have all the coverage for you right here on wwl also on the saints radio network the saints and chargers battle in los angeles our coverage will start at 11 a.m with the acadian windows fans first take with former and longtime saints offensive lineman steve court and myself so we'll be there 11 to 1 and then at one, you can join the first QB to lead the Saints to the playoffs. It's Bobby Bear and Christian Garrick for the Bud Light Countdown to kickoff on the Saints Radio Network. Game time is 3 o'clock with the voice of the Saints, Zach Streif, color analyst Deuce McAllister, and our buddy Steve Geller on the sidelines. Then after the game, you know it's about three hours of the point after until 9 p.m. on Sunday. That's Saints Radio WWL. Of course, it's the Cajun Cannon Bobby Bear and Christian Garrick on that point after. A little bit later this hour, we will go to Los Angeles. We will get a view of that Chargers-Saints joint practice from the other side. Eric Williams, who covers the Chargers for ESPN's NFL Nation, will join us today. Little League World Series update. The team from New Orleans, from Louisiana, of course, playing in that Little League World Series. They lost uh, earlier today in that opening game. So they now are in that loser side of the bracket, have not been eliminated, but we'll keep you updated as they uh, run through that tournament. Here's a text at 870-870 from the 985. Drew Brees is definitely a top 10 anywhere from 7 to 10 just because of what he got above the shoulders on the football field. Very smart. Yeah, one of the more cerebral quarterbacks. But I think if you look at Brees – and his peers, the guys who've been in the league that long, I mean, even a guy like Philip Rivers, who he's practicing with and against, you'd say Philip Rivers, right? It's a pretty smart guy, pretty heady guy. Anybody who plays that position for that long in the NFL is going to have some smarts above the head. I mean, sometimes you get some guys because they get banged around a little bit, like Brett Favre. Not everybody probably thought that Brett Favre was, you know, a cerebral type of quarterback, but those who've talked to Brett Favre and talked football and talked the position with Brett Favre will tell you, one of the smartest and sharpest quarterback minds that you'll see, even though he didn't present himself that way, uh, kind of market himself that way off the field. 504-260-1870. Phone lines are open for you. I'd love to hear from you. Plus, remember, our mailbag wide open. 
We're going to answer any and every question that you send to me at Seth Dunlap on Twitter, or you can email me at uh, Seth at WWL.com. We'll do that a little later in the show. 60-second news break, and then back right here on The Last Lap. Breaking news out of the NFL. A couple of hours ago, the NFL is reinstating New England Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon on a conditional basis. That's what the league announced earlier today. So Gordon will be able to rejoin the Patriots on Sunday and will be eligible to play in the regular season. Probably known Josh Gordon's troubles with substance abuse. He's been very open with that. He's been to rehab. He was suspended again last December, I think December 20th, for violating the terms of his reinstatement under the league's substance abuse policy. He filed for reinstatement last week. And NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, he had sole discretion over this. He reinstated Gordon. Here's what Goodell said in his statement. Quote, we're all rooting for Josh to succeed, both personally and professionally. Everyone shares in that hope and will continue to support him to every extent possible. But as Josh acknowledged, ultimately, his success is up to him. Uh, end quote there. And look, good, good. Josh Gordon should be reinstated to the NFL. It is the height of absurdity that they allow guys like Tyree Kill, Mixon, uh, who's playing in the Cincinnati, to play without really any repercussions. But Josh Gordon was suspended for use of, uh, of marijuana. You've let a guy who beat his kid, threatened to kill his girlfriend, apparently no big deal for the commissioner there. So good. Yeah, he should be reinstated. That was just... Uh, hypocrisy at its finest there earlier today Zach Streif voice of the Saints he had a chance to sit down and chat with Saints special team coach Darren Reese and courtesy of uh, the sound banking of First American Bank here's that interview that was Zach Streif earlier today with all the special teams coaches including special teams coach Darren Rizzi. We'll take a break here on the last lap when we come back. Eric Williams, who covers the Chargers for ESPN's NFL Nation, he'll join us to tell us how that practice with the Saints went today as the last lap continues on WWL. Couple of texts at 870-870 from the 636. Drew is in the top three. Before his career is over, he will have an MVP and another Lombardi from a faithful listener, Dr. L. Well, an MVP is going to be more difficult than a Lombardi. I think Drew, his Last best shot was last year. I, I, the, the Saints would have to be a number one seed in that vicinity again, and Drew would have to have better numbers, raw numbers, than he finished with last season. And in a league where some teams, including the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, who's the reigning MVP, are going to be throwing it all over the place. Certainly Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh should be doing the same thing. I, I, it's just going to be tough for Drew in the minds of voters who did not give that to him last year, and I don't think he deserved it by the end of the season. I thought he was the the clear leader about midway through, maybe even three-quarters through the season. The last four weeks cost him that award, and I thought it was fair that Patrick Mahomes won that award. I think it's just going to be tough for him to win that this year. Here is a uh, text from the 985, I'm going to the St. Seattle game. I can't wait. Who that? Well, that's a fantastic place to go watch a football game. I really mean that. Anybody who's been to that stadium up there, CenturyLink Stadium, it is one of the best venues in the country to watch any football game. It is a noise box there. Don't bring your earplugs, though, unless you got some little kids you're bringing. 
little youngsters probably want to be earplug or bring earplugs for them but you want to be surrounded and inundated by that noise it's something else and i promise you it'll be an experience that uh, you won't forget uh, win lose or draw in that game let's bring on in eric williams who covers the chargers for espn's nfl nation he was at this chargers saints joint practice today and he's on twitter at eric underscore d underscore williams eric how you doing I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Hey, you know, it's interesting. I see your numbers uh, from the Tacoma area up there. We were just talking, a texture just uh, mentioned that he's going to go to that Seattle Saints game. I was saying one of the best venues in the country to uh, watch a football game. You've been, to, you've been to CenturyLink. Would you agree there? I would agree with that. I have been to CenturyLink. I covered the Seahawks for, for six years before I came down to cover the Chargers. So, yes, very familiar with the venue. Yeah, there you go. So there you go, listener. Another endorsement here from Eric Williams. Eric, how was that practice today? What stood out to you? Uh, it was a little lighter practice than the first one, but I still think they got pretty good work. Um, I think what stands out in just talking to both uh, players for the Saints and the Chargers is how much productive work they feel that they're getting out of these joint practices. This is the third year they've done it. Uh, the Chargers also practiced against the Rams last week, so they faced – both teams that played in the NFC Championship game a year ago. Um, I think they just feel like it's making them better as a team and, and uh, making them uh, ready for, to start the season to be able to get um, good work against teams that are likely going to be playing in the postseason. I know we've seen the videos, the social media posts about Phillip Rivers, John up there with the Saints defenders. I think uh, not too big of a scrum, but one yesterday. Seems as fiery yeah. as ever, even at age 37. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't lost anything in terms of his competitiveness. He's the same guy that he was when he came to the league. He likes to talk a little bit. He likes to jaw, likes to chirp. Um, that's just who he is as an individual. Uh, but I think along with that, he's still um, a productive player. You know, had maybe his best year as a pro last year. Um, so he's still playing at a pretty high level. He's going to be 38 in December. Um, I think this is kind of a window for him to, to, to maybe get – the Super Bowl for the first time in his career and he wants to be able to take advantage of it now he's been in the, the entire Chargers organization has been part of multiple joint practices now the, uh, this season um, this is something that Anthony Lynn obviously is embracing uh, why is that does he does he value this more than um, game reps I know Sean Payton Saints coaches said he does uh, value these kind of joint practices even more than preseason games yeah I think coach Lynn feels uh, similarly uh, both these guys coach together in, in Dallas, so they know each other well, and they feel comfortable in terms of how they're going to handle these practices. Uh, Lynn said this goes back to when he was a player with Shanahan, that they used to have these joint practices in the 90s, and, and just feels like it's an effective way for players to get work in a game-like setting, but then you don't have the, the, the injury issues that you might have in preseason in terms of you know wanting to protect your headline players. So he's all for it. A lot of the headline guys probably aren't going to play at all during the preseason. He's already said that Phillip's not going to play in the second preseason game. Phillip didn't play in the first preseason game. And they've also held out guys like Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram because uh, they feel like they're getting enough work in these joint practices. He's Eric Williams, covers the Chargers for ESPN's NFL Nation. Um, we've, we've heard about some pretty intriguing battles between the secondaries and the receivers for both clubs. Who do you think won those battles the last couple of days? Yeah, it's hard to say who won those battles. I thought uh, the first day I really just focused on watching the Chargers offense against the um, Saints defense, and I thought that the Saints defensive front in one-on-one battles against the offense really uh, pressed 
the, the Chargers offense really made them work. It's a young offensive line uh, that are that needs to get better quickly. They don't have Russell Okung, their, their left tackle, so they're really trying to figure things out at the tackle position. Uh, so I think if you're talking about defensive line, certainly the Saints, I think, got the better of the offensive line. But Rivers and, and team drills was able to make some plays down the field against the Saints defense. Um, and then I think the second day today, I, I thought the Saints offense did a nice job against the Chargers defense, and Breeze was able to make some plays down the field. So maybe the, the Saints got a, the better of the, the Chargers in the, the second practice today. Oh, and that could be because all-pro safety Derwin James suffered a foot injury yesterday that seems like a massive blow for this defense and really for the team as a whole yeah it's huge there's no timetable on when he's going to return from this this stress fracture in his foot uh, right foot he was in a walking boot at practice today um they're hopeful that it's going to be sooner rather than later but this is something that that could extend into the first half of the regular season uh, once they find out exactly what it is and, and whether or not he's going to have surgery james uh, was an all-pro guy his rookie year, which is pretty impressive. Played six different positions defensively for them. Led the team in tackles, had three and a half sacks. Is just an explosive playmaker on defense, and so they're going to have to kind of patch things together. Adrian Phillips probably would be the guy that would replace James in the lineup, and he's a guy that played in the Pro Bowl as a special teams player, and it was important to their defense in terms of what the Chargers did last year. But it's hard to replace a, a guy like James. On Sunday, I think you kind of answered this question. Not a lot of starters are going to see action. What's going to be the quarterback rotation for the Chargers? Maybe the rest of the team at running back, too, is, of course, Melvin Gordon still not there. Yeah, I think we'll see Tyrod Taylor up first, um, who's the main backup that gave him decent money to come in and, and back up Phillip and has played pretty well. But I don't think he'll play that much. I think they really want to take a look at Cardell Jones and Easton the Stick and try to figure out who the number three guy is going to be. So I, I would expect both of those guys, Cardell and Easton, to play a lot of snaps. At running back, we're going to continue to see Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson as they try to figure out how they're going to move on from Melvin if Melvin doesn't show up and come back from his holdout uh, for the start of regular season. And then after that, you'll see uh, Detrez Newsom and Tremaine Pope to kind of change a ba- uh, pace backs that are behind both um, Justin Jackson and, and Austin Eckler. Uh, finally, Eric, who won that QB challenge? I know the Chargers and, and that quarterback group got him yesterday. Saints and Drew were itching to get it today. Who won that one today? You know, I don't. I didn't watch it because I was too busy chasing the, the Derwin James news, so <laughs> I don't know who won the, today's. I do know that they're going to go again on Saturday, so if the Saints were able to come back and tie it up, they'll have a chance to, to claim victory on Saturday when the two teams have kind of more of a walk-through practice, so... Uh, I'll have to update you on that one on Sunday when I find out who won on Saturday. I just saw a picture that the Philip Rivers was throwing balls at some, I don't know, some fat head of Drew Brees who had this gray beard, looked like Terry Bradshaw that had <laughs> photoshopped Drew Brees on his face. I don't know. Well, we'll check it out. Uh, Eric Williams covers the charges for ESPN's NFL Nation. Eric, really appreciate the time. Sure, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right. At Eric underscore D underscore Williams on Twitter. Give him a follow there. He'll have lots of news coming out this weekend from Saints and Chargers. Your texts and calls coming back rest of the hour, 504-260-1870. That's the phone number. Wherever you are in New Orleans, across the Gulf South, across the world, 504-260-1870. And our text line is 870-870. The last lap, I'm Seth Dunlap. It continues on WWL. Lots of coverage online of the Saints and Chargers joint practices and also 
that game on Sunday between the two teams, WWL.com, Radio.com app. little on Marshawn Lattimore. More on this possible Jadevian Clowney trade. I actually wrote about it yesterday and the three reasons I think the Saints are unlikely to trade for the Texans' sixth-year pass rusher. Remember, WWL, we have this awesome new Saints VIP tailgate that will happen when the regular season starts, and we want you to experience with us every home game, right before every home game. You can listen to Sports Talk every weekday during training camp to win yourself a pair of tickets, and here's what you get. Three hours before kickoff during Saints home games, all you can eat, all you can drink, premium open bar, and a delicious buffet from Food Network celebrity chef Aaron May. And, of course, if you're in Benson Tower, you're right next to the Superdome. Doesn't really get better than that. Well, maybe it could because Steve Court and myself, we will be there for the Acadian Windows fans' first take at these VIP parties. You can come hang out and party with us. You can listen for Cam Jordan's cue to call during Sports Doctor and Training Camp to win yourself a pair of tickets to this. It's the Saints VIP tailgate at Vincent Tower from our partners at bullseyeeventsgroup.com and Saints Radio, WWL, AM, FM, and .com. And remember, no game tickets included with this, but you don't need game tickets to come and party with Steve Court and myself and everybody at the Saints VIP tailgate. Let's go to the phone lines. Jared in Algiers, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, how you doing? I'm good. Listen, I really enjoy your show. Appreciate but it. I wanted to make two uh, statements. All right. Don't be surprised. I know you say Traquan Smith's a lock, mm-hmm. but don't be surprised if he doesn't make it with the way the these free agents are playing. And don't be surprised if uh, Dan Arnold doesn't make it. And where is Des Bryant? Is he still just hanging out? Is he? Uh, he's a free he agent. He's a, he's a he's a free agent yeah. right now. Yeah. No, I I know he's not on our roster, and I know he's uh, he's out training somewhere. But I just haven't heard anything about him, or read anything about him, on the internet. And uh, I was curious if if you had any information. No, I, I just know that the Saints, and I'll be honest with you, Jared, the Saints are not interested in bringing Des Bryant back right now because of the depth that they have at wide receiver. As far as Traquan Smith not making the roster, I think he is a lock. Everything that I know, this guy is an absolute lock to make this roster as they liked what he did last year. They'd like to see more in preseason and training camp. If there's a guy that would be a surprise cut at the position, maybe Keith Kirkwood, who's had himself a pretty good camp, but like you said, lots of young talent at that position. It's going to be very difficult cuts to make. We'll go live on Facebook. Two more hours of the show coming back on The Last Lap. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.